0: This is the World of Ro, with your host, Ro. All right, everyone, sit back, relax, crank up that audio level to the highest decibel because you're about to get into the World of Row podcast, a podcast about podcasts, a podcast with intimate interviews and personal journeys of fellow podcasters, musicians, people out there doing the DIY culture. A couple of great ways that you can help out this amazing podcast is by taking the time to rate, review, subscribe. Tell everyone about it. Use your social media, Twitter, Vine, Instagram, Facebook. You get the idea. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start the show. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the World of Row on episode number 10. Yes, that's right. We have reached episode 10. So just to kind of, before we get into the podcast this week, I kind of want to do like a state of the podcast. Um, but that, what I mean by that, it's almost kind of like a state of the union address, you know, when President Obama or past presidents do that thing and I just wanted to kind of give you an update on how the show and the podcast is going. Well so far it's been an amazing journey and and you know not only for me but for people coming on and telling their story. It's just been an unbelievable experience. I've been able to do things that I thought I couldn't do alone and it's nothing against my co-host from Pick and Row or any disrespect like that. It's just been something that I've been wanting to do kind of achieving that goal. And to be able to do this and to be able to be consistent at it, it's been awesome. The people that have been on the show, they have all been great. Thank you all very much. Um, you guys, if this is your first time listening, go check out the back catalog because there's so many great conversations that I have with people on the podcast and I can't be any more grateful to anybody, to, to everybody that's been a part of it, and everybody in the Potter and family on Twitter, hashtag Potter and family. If you guys are on Twitter, check it out. You can find a whole bunch of shows. And I've had, you know, eight of the nine guests on the podcast have all, have all, were all part of that, and with the exception of St. Diablo because they're a band. But even then, they're kind of like an alumni of Potter and family because they've been on my show, they've been on, on FearCast with Fear and, and Ray from the Naked Porch. Um, it's just been so much fun, and every week it's progressed and it's gotten so much better, and I've it, it, it's just it's just so awesome. So thank you so much for supporting the show. If you've listened to episodes one to now, um, it's been an amazing journey for myself and not only for myself, but everyone who's been on, because at the same time they're doing their show and they, they're progressing, whether they're doing episode 60, episode 69, um, more on that later, right? Cause it's, you know, you'll get the joke, um, episode 30, whatever number they're on, it's just, it's been an outstanding journey for them as well. So <clears throat> this week, Uh, Fear is actually back on the podcast, and if you guys listen to episode one, we kind of made this little agreement between each other, or I kind of made this thing where I wanted him to come on every big number, so 10, 1, 10, 25, 50, whatever, and I had so much fun talking with him, and it's, it's totally different from any other podcast that we've done together, and I had so much fun talking with him, and... We just talked about everything, you know, we talked about podcasting, I mean, we spent a, a little bit of time on it, not a lot, but we talked just about anything else, anything and everything else, and you guys will see, it, it's a lot, we had a lot of laughs, I can't even tell you how fun it was, and we did it really late, so this, right now, I'm recording this, and it's it's pretty late Wednesday night, but we did this really late the day before, And normally it's an hour long show, but I made this one really, really long because, well, we didn't make it really long. It's just the conversation was so good. I didn't want to cut any of it out because to me, that would be a disservice to you all who have been listening and hearing every episode. And it's an hour and 30, you know, 26 minutes or whatever it is, but all of it's amazing. So um, without further ado, we can go ahead and start the process for that. But I do want to mention just because it's... Um, twenty-year anniversary of my my favorite band's album. Well, my favorite band, Stone Temple Pilots, their album Tiny Music dropped this day twenty years ago. Wow, I want to say that it just makes me feel really old. So, I wanted to kind of pay a little tribute by playing a song from the album. So, and you know, Scott Wallen passed, early, you know, late last year, and you know, it's unfortunate, but I want to go ahead and play the song "Big Bang Baby" from Tiny Music. So here it is, and we'll be back with fear. Hulk, kind of thing, I'm like a baby, you know? a baby. I'm so overtired now, I'm hyper. Oh yeah, dude, babies totally do that. Totally do that. Hello. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks for coming back on, man.
1: <laughs> no problem. Yeah, like spaced out for a second there.
0: Yeah, I totally spaced out because I think this is the latest um I've ever done a podcast. I don't know about you, know actually, you've done one later. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. i earlier this year right you you guys were kind of (laughs) anyway um so this is this is number 10 and and fear fear is back he's back He's back again
1: yeah tell your friends
0: (laughs) although you're not like um i guess we couldn't call you fear shady we couldn't call you slim shady That, that wouldn't make any sense i'm definitely not slim no, <laughs> I didn't say it, bro. <laughs> I did not say it. That's all right, man. It's okay. Fe- you know what? It's fluffy is a a feminine. I don't know what the hell I'm going with. Never yeah, mind. Jesus, you go from calling me fat to feminine. No, no, not even, dude. Not even the case. You um, are a vagina, <laughs> but a meaty, fluffy one. A meat. So a meaty vagina? So would it be like like meat, vagina, and potatoes? Forget it. I don't know where I was that, going with that either. That
1: sounds either. like the greatest Thanksgiving dinner ever. Except for the <laughs> fact that your family would be around the table.
0: <laughs> Whoa. All right. That, that's right. We're not even two minutes in, man. Woo! Two minutes in and we're already talking about weird yeah. shit. I think that's probably like the weirdest I've been so far on this. Yeah, I just fucked up your whole world. <laughs> nah, it's all right. You're world right, of road right. took a hit at episode 10.
1: <laughs> that son of a bitch <laughs> from FYFC back on.
0: The fifth the fifth cast member. That's right. Anyway, man, um thanks for coming back on. I think we kind of set up that whole you know, 11025 whatever thing, right? I think we kind of mentioned that. Yeah, I, I think we
1: talked about that in the first one, yeah.
0: Yeah, man, um i can't believe it man it's already been what 10 weeks 10 weeks of this and and you know it's been it's been a lot of fun and uh our schedules or i don't even say mine but your schedule is the one that's kind of thrown off a little bit and i'm really really glad that you're here because we have whatever to talk about uh, lots of things i guess you know um um uh, i don't know man where where do i start i don't know man where to where to
1: begin well like well let's take a uh, like a quick second and just talk about this i mean so this is number
0: 10 10 deep so how, so how do you feel things are good <laughs> oh man they're they're fantastic man they're fantastic i i've had a lot of fun so far and i've learned a lot about myself and a lot about about people and having these um these uh, these uh podcasting conversations and finding out things that they're successful with, or they're good at, and at the same time, I'm learning about more, you know, about my skill set, so to speak. And it's been fantastic, man. It's been so great. Everyone's, you know, what the the when I dropped last week's episode, I got a lot of, um, you know, uh, quite a few DMs, you know, in in the Slack chat. Oh yeah. So, so now, yeah, well, not a lot. I when mean, I'm, I'm when I say a lot, I'm saying like six hundred people three. messaging me. Oh, jeez, oh, so yeah. Popular. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's like hey <laughs> No, I, I did listen
1: to the to the one with you and classy and yeah. and I think she hit it right on the head man like uh from number 1 uh till now like you have grown leaps and bounds uh just being more confident in yourself and uh and your interviewing
0: skills are are up there with anybody else's man Oh man, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, people have been really, really cool about wanting to come on, man. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hopefully, more people are set to come on. I, I keep um, I keep like a little uh. So I have my little laptop, right, and I, I, I carry it around, you know. And I'm at work, and I'm on my break, and I got a little notepad, I'm dear like, diary, oh, dear diary. It's in a Darth Vader little journal thing. I don't know. Anyway, I'm like, dear, dear diary. So today I had some coffee and. Someone's so sad. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Today, Rick looked at me. It wasn't crazy. <laughs> <amazing. laughs> and then you're there's a the heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're crazy, dude. No, man. So I, I've got like a, a schedule. Like sort of like I'm trying to make a schedule. And I, I, I feel like if I write it down, then I can yeah i can figure out okay well this person's on this person's on this person's going to be on so yeah it's pretty awesome dude um and you know what and it actually you know i actually got to be on the nearly true review have you heard that by any chance their podcast uh heard of them seen them in the chats and all that
1: good stuff Um, uh, but yeah. I, I haven't been able to unfortunately listen
0: yeah, you know, I got to I got to be on their podcast for their real or fake movie trivia, and they're, it was pretty cool. I I got to chat with them, and they're they're from the UK, and nice. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, they were really cool. I think they're gonna they're gonna be a future World of Row alumni here pretty soon. Oh snap! Yeah, that's and funny. you you yeah man, thanks, dude. And and you know you got to be on a couple of shows, right? I've been on a couple of shows. Well, recently, I think. Well, you did. You did the uh, what? You did painted black yeah, comics. Painted black
1: comics. Uh, I've been on Geek Dig a couple of times.
0: Passers by. Passers
1: by. Yeah, Matt. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. I heard. I've heard that one in painted black comics, but I haven't finished the painted black one. Well, I mean, painted black was a ton of fun, man. Yeah. Like uh, not that not that
1: the other ones weren't, but. Um,
0: right up your alley right up my yeah
1: you just if you get a bunch of crazies going at it it's I i just love that shit
0: yeah well for those of you who um i guess we'll talk about it briefly because you and i have podcasted about four times together so i mean i don't need to tell your story or maybe you want to tell something new but you know fear here has two podcasts fifth cast and fear cast and i am a subscriber to both of them yeah baby yeah and, and and they're quite entertaining you know i i like i've told you man i think ever since you know you guys this year started you guys have been on a mission on fifth cast man and fear cast is good too i mean you interview a lot of bands you got ray on there and uh but with fifth cast man you guys like i think y'all are really really taking it that next step man thanks the, man the, you know, the shows is just hilarious you know it's it's funny man because you're kind of like off in this one little tangent and then you got razor kind of like you know keep trying to bring reeling it back in and then you and then and then mbi is just like fuck off i don't need any of this exactly, shit you know yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah it's it's funny man like and that's why a lot of it works like uh fifth cast is such a funny little show like that show just started out it was just me and razor and it was a it was a side show to, at the time, we were, out. yeah, we were doing lights out radio, Um yeah. which like most people don't know. It's just like a ghost now. Uh, yeah, for good reason. I went back and I because so we didn't put out a fifth cast this last week. So, we were going to put out like a classic episode or some bullshit. So, we were looking back at the uh, Lights Out Radio episodes because we figured, ah, we were probably still pretty funny back then. Yeah. We we weren't. They were terrible. I don't know what. (laughs) I don't know how we got any fans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, (laughs) when when you told me that, I was like, let me hear Lights Out Radio. I think I I had listened to one before or a couple before. And I'm listening to it, and Razor's kind of like, yeah, so we're here doing this thing. Yeah, we are. You know, you're early. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, man, it was, that's the early ages. Like, we had no idea what we were doing, and we were trying to work with like this sort of like, um, structure. I guess like we we had certain topics we wanted to hit, like tech talk, celebrities. So we were kind of doing a, almost like a radio show sort of thing. Uh, and then like it was, we just got bored of it. Like, we prefer to just press record and then see what happens for the next hour and we found that people responded to that they there was more people listening to fifth cast which was like our bullshit show we had no intention on it ever being anything the lights out radio was our flagship and right. everybody was like lights out's great but man you guys are funny in fifth cast yeah and uh and so we just we got bored of lights out we we fuck i don't give a shit what celebrities doing but it just felt like what we kind of felt like we had to do in order to gain a following and we were just we sat down one day and we're like look we're all bored as fuck with this Uh, (laughs) none of none of us want to do the show um fifth cast is still fun like we don't even need topics we just push record and then start talking about our day and end up talking about 500 different things. Right. So we pulled MDI on and, and it, it just, it works. Like, it's just the connection between she, like me and my wife. And then the connection between me and Razor, who's my brother, but he's essentially my best friend. Like, yeah. And then the two of them are brother and sister. So it's like this crazy little whirlwind and like, we've just been hanging
0: out together for so long that uh, yeah. the
1: chemistry's there, man.
0: Yeah, it, it really is there. And I think, the like I, I mean it. It just works. And by the way, if Razor is listening to this, or if he actually, he probably doesn't listen to this. But I do not like balls, cock and balls, <laughs> you, you bastard. <laughs> it wasn't me, and you, and you know that that shit's so. already on tape, son. Everybody knows you like balls. <laughs> He he! Fucking put that shit out, man! What a that freaking pole smoker! <laughs> dude,
1: dude, it's so funny, man, dude. We we just uh, all we do is we would just want to have fun. Uh, yeah, and so and I think that like people really respect that, like, and that's that's the big difference between so so we ghosted lights out radio. That's that's gone. Uh, so we had fifth cast, and then I was up here working up north. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna start this other little project this fear casting and we'll see i don't know whatever so it started off with just me kind of talking to myself and then yeah slowly it started to evolve i started adding some of my buddies on like the champ so now he comes on and we'll talk about ufc and combat sports and we've even evolved that to when he's on like we'll talk a little bit about the fights but then we talk about some other bullshit just to yeah kind of get that out there Um, my buddy jay from elite critique we talk about movies and stuff yeah. And so now the in that it, we started adding uh Ray from the Naked Porch and getting bands on and we started and that fuck that's exploded man. So now that yeah. now we got two shows that are just monsters and it's fucking really fun.
0: Yeah, dude. And 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 it and it sounds like it. I mean, that's the most important thing is having fun. And uh you uh we talked about Saint Diablo and originally they were going to be on pick and row but i think that's kind of like i don't know what, what what's going on with that uh, anymore <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like on i somebody asked me how that was going i said it's going well you know we're kind of like on indefinite hiatus or i don't yeah. know what we're on right now and so saint diablo ended up being on this show so they they were on episode four and that one was a lot of fun thank you for helping me out and hook getting it all Get well you and bray both kind of got me in touch with them and and i had a blast meeting them in person and talking with them
1: yeah that's sick man like our we we had tito on um fuck a few months ago
0: man it was back in like november and
1: they they were actually the first uh, he was the first uh musical yeah. act like aside from the dc show or, or any of our local talent that we've had on uh, right he was the first band or, or musician we had on and like it's still it might even still be our best episode if not oh. one of the best episodes, like people are still listening to that. And, yeah. Uh, so we, we want to have him back on at some point. Cause since then, like the, the albums released, they've been on tour. I think he's got another tour that's coming up with El Nino. Yep. yep
0: he does. Um, th- that's They're coming the- back to, s- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just
1: going to say, that's the worst part about meeting all these amazing people is there's a pretty good chance. I will never get to meet them in real life.
0: Yeah. Cause you live out there and, in- freaking fucking canada eh hoth man you're in Han- you're in fucking hoth dude it's crazy like i'm so
1: far up north there's still snow everywhere and then holy you shit you go to fucking down into like calgary gca area and there's nothing it's mm-hmm. fucking spring
0: oh shit wow okay i was just about to say because today it was a a whopping cooler 71 degrees for the high and we were all I woke up this morning and I saw my, the temperature is like 43 degrees. I'm like, holy shit, why is it so cold and in late March? But I actually prefer it this way versus the hot that's coming because there's no fighting that. So, wow, that's crazy, man. You're getting snow and I'm over here freaking out because it's 71 degrees in late March. Yeah. Like right now it's minus seven Celsius with snow showers outside.
1: Wow. And I- how do you, how do you drive through that? Oh, I don't. When I'm up here,
0: man, I don't even go outside. I don't go outside for 14 wow.
1: days. How fucked is that?
0: That is crazy, dude. So I imagine you're like in this little. It's like I'm thinking day after day after tomorrow shit, where you're kind of like in this room where there's like a like a fireplace burning, and you've got all these blankets on you and stuff like that. Pretty much, and I'm just like, where the fuck is Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> Tell him to get in here. Where's Dennis Quaid? Come <laughs> rescue me. Uh-huh. Oh, wow, man. But you know, it's, it's an, um, your shows are really awesome. And then, you know, I mean, God, you had, um, what was his name, man, from the Simpsons and F is for family? Oh, Michael Price. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say Michael Price, but dude, that was an amazing show. Well, I honestly, man, I'm still in
1: awe like I've gone back and I've listened to and rewatched it. And normally I don't do that, but he was such an amazing dude. And, and, uh, we're still waiting to hear whether or not F is for family is going to get a second season. Uh, he says, if it does, he's coming back on. Hopefully we can get him to bring some other of the, of the cast on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something to be said about meeting somebody who's written, something you've you've watched a, like a fucking million times like that yeah being on the simpsons for that many years and just i don't know man it, it it's still even just thinking about it it's fucking mind-blowing
0: dude that that show i still can't believe how long that show has been going on man i remember i mean well, razor kind of said it or you said it or i mean i don't remember that the show's almost as old as as, as they are yeah. i think did razor say
1: that yeah it's it's been on essentially his entire cognate life like it's it's crazy to think about that like
0: yeah dude i was in third grade when that came out 1990 i remember that and i used to watch it every now and again i mean we'll we'll talk about this briefly but i mean dude i was so upset with my parents because the simpsons were so freaking popular dude they had their own little cd of their Mm. songs and then you know they had you had your don't have a cow man shirt and (laughs) you got rasta man and bartman and whatever all these different dude do the bartman was almost cliche like in 1991 everyone would say that but man and we never had we didn't have fox so i was like what the shit how how am i ever gonna see this show so it took me like three three years later we finally get it and i watch it but i didn't keep up with it because around that time you know mtv was kind of cool and some butthead was out and all this other shit was out but (laughs) but man dude (laughs) dude i just it's crazy it's it's what 20 they're going on like 26 years now oh it's crazy man and like
1: i i i like the simpsons i i didn't get into it like not as heavy as like razor did but f is for family man like i have said i've watched it like four times all the way through like and it's just such a good
0: show to be able to talk to the guy who uh, who's behind it. That is awesome. I remember. Yeah. I remember you tweeting about how you were watching it (laughs) or you put it on Facebook. I can't remember what you did, but I was, you, I think you had recommended it to watch it. And it was a few months back. I'm like, man, okay. So I put it in my Insta watch. And to this day, I haven't, I haven't caught any of it yet. And it's not because I don't want to, it's just, man. Yeah. Like I want to get on Netflix. We've got two Apple TVs in the house and one of the remotes went missing, so we were kind of like hogging it. We're, we're sharing it between the two, and usually my wife has it with her most of the time. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, I can't watch Netflix. Okay, well then I guess um, my DVR will have to do this time. So anyway, but not. I mean, and then when I do watch Netflix, I, I see it. I'm like, oh man, let me go back and you know what I mean. It it just happens. I just I need to watch it. That's what it. That's what it all comes out to. So he- here's what's up, bro. You have an iPhone. Tell me,
1: you have an iPhone, bro. I do have an there iPhone. Is, I could there's a I remote totally,
0: app. You're right. I could totally remote into this bitch and, and, and remote into my Apple TV. That's everything you would need, brother. I know. Why am I being why am I being so uh I don't know, what's the word? Non cognizant? Oh I don't know. I like
1: that. That's better than what I was gonna use.
0: <laughs> well, what were you gonna use? Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you crazy bastard. That's me, man. Anyway. So uh we're back on we're, you're back on and I do want to elaborate on this one thing real quick. So your your brother-in-law put it out live out, out live out there that I like that I love cocks <laughs> or balls or whatever the fuck it was. Anyway, I, dude, I will let me tell you the story behind that because there's a story you, behind you liking it? No, 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 no. There's a story about me finding I'm out not about judging, what you Legend bro, like hey, whoa. It. Number 10 is when you should come out, man. Just saying, no, dude, definitely not. Happily married, not not anyway. The world row, <laughs> yeah. Do, are you, dude? Are you making fun of the guy's voice? <laughs>
1: Which guy's voice? I don't know.
0: Oh, never mind. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so I, I'm I'm driving to I'm driving to work. I'm doing my morning routine. I'm like, it's Friday. Let's hear fifth cast. And I remember you making the thing about you're going to talk some smack about Ray, and then you start talking about how. And it's kind of funny how you threw it in there, dude. It was hilarious. <laughs> and you're like so yeah i mean i got a text from roe you know he's he he's kind of worried about me and and md is like what do you mean he's like well apparently he thinks i'm obsessed with cox <laughs> <laughs> and then you you like he, he's like you're like and he you go he texts me and he says what's up with your obsession with cox and he, out of the, you're like out of the blue and that's the only thing he texts me it was and such then, a random text yeah and then you're like 2 days later you fucking cock or something <laughs> and <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> nobody if people are listening to this they have no idea what i'm referring to but if you check out his podcast you'll know what i'm talking about because um apparently fear <laughs> likes to joke about male genitalia uh, i think penises are hilarious man like <laughs> i've got have you
1: ever just looked at yours like you're like this what? is the stupidest thing <laughs> it's
0: like a trunk no uh, yeah you're you're crazy man <laughs> it was it was like a fucking i'll do when i i because like i swear dude for like two or three weeks straight you're talking about the the, the male object of a cock <laughs> penis whatever <laughs> you're, I, so, I,
1: I, you're so dainty around it
0: no i know so <laughs> i know dude there like a couple of things came to mind the one was the obsession with that Jonah Hill has on Super Bad about it when he's a kid and <laughs> he's
1: just drawing veiny dicks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole time he's doing that, and then, and then, um, and then I I started thinking about two Adam Sandler skits or bits on his CD. One was the why don't you? He's like, why don't you play with your cock and ball, sweetie? You know, and then
1: oh my god, the, I haven't listened to
0: that in forever. And then and then why the whole thing about cock and balls for mama. <laughs> okay, That's <honey>. gonna. Be, <laughs> That's gonna be a good one. You know? <laughs> and then the other one where the the four friends are in the car talking about stuff, and then brings up about a sixty year old guy, and and like, holy jeez he's like, there they were flopping around, holy geez, you know. I was like, good god, man, fuck, I gotta go back what? and listen to the Sandler CDs, man, dude, you totally do. That's it's that's a good album. It's I had mine. My... Yeah, it has. That was. Uh, um,
1: they're all gonna laugh at you, wasn't it?
0: uh no it was what the hell happened to me
1: oh that's right
0: but they're they're all gonna laugh at you Is even funnier too i think it was, it's like the high school beating the 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 high school beating of a janitor what was it or something like that the, the, then... yeah
1: he beat up the janitor The fuck there was a couple of them there was like this toe booth oh, willie oh my god toe booth willie i'm coming uh. out of the booth kids <laughs> fuck.
0: and then the uh the song at a medium pace oh my god
1: I just yeah, that's up what... when I drove around at high school. Did you really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I see that shampoo bottle stuff it in my ass. <laughs> it's, it's kind it of family? crazy. Used to be on point, man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 talked about that a long time ago. It's almost kind of like the way uh, we we made. I made reference in saying he's kind of like turned into Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He totally has. Sadder. I think he... Yeah, Eddie Murphy went from like, like hilarious to um family and then adam sandler is kind of doing the same thing now
1: yeah i don't know bro like you go back and you watch delirious
0: oh my gosh yeah and
1: then you watch like fucking daddy Daddy daycare well daddy even daddy daycare wasn't wasn't as bad as like fucking dr doolittle or something oh yeah yeah And you're just like oh man you used to be funny what the hell like you no, know you get it they're getting older right but right right sandler i like at least murphy was doing family pictures like i, I don't know what the fuck adam sandler's doing have you have you watched ridiculous six
0: no i haven't yeah, I, 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 I i tried i tried well i was talking to john about it and john was like he was kind of like talking about it on his show and then i'm I'm talking to him about it and i'm like i saw like 10 minutes of it and i couldn't watch anymore
1: yeah i can't i'm not gonna do that it's like the most watched show ever on fucking Netflix, eh? Is it really? Yeah, and I'm like, why? We all know better. Yeah. What the fuck. I don't know. I think well, most
0: apparently- people watched it because they wanted to see how fucking bad it was. Well, do you? Well, do you think it's just because he's gotten lazy about making his, sh- his stuff? Totally. Like, if
1: you look at it, man, like he 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 came out of the gate really hard with fucking like what Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. Uh, and then he right. started moving into like slightly more serious pictures, like, uh, punch drunk love and click uh, click, even like fucking big daddy. And like, those were like in the prime man, because he was hitting, yeah. he was still hitting comedy, but he was also hitting the heart. And then yeah. like, he, I don't know. He, yeah. He just got lazy. I like, yeah, I don't know. Once you become a fucking millionaire, what do you care? Right?
0: Yeah. And you know, we were talking about Eddie Murphy, man. I saw I was watching Coming to America the other day. Oh my god, it was so funny. Dude,
1: like I I watched uh Beverly Hills Cop the other day. And oh. And I was man. like, man, this motherfucker is funny. Or like Trading Places. Oh shit. shit,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Fucking Harlem Knights? Jesus, man. So he's got some great old shit.
0: Yeah, and then he kind of just Started shitting the bird with Joe Bitt, Taylor and Norbit and all kinds of other garbage. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch any of that shit. Yeah, and maybe it's just you know, maybe Adam Sandler says, "Well, let me take on, take it on, take it to a different level of 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 dumb." Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like he's punking us right now. <laughs> maybe he is punking us. Maybe he's like seeing, well, let me see if you're gonna stick with me. So let me make movies like Blended and Pixels and the let me make a netflix only the ridiculous six which is a play on the hateful eight and let me do this let me do that i don't know i mean i i, don't know. I, I, I
1: suppose, I I suppose think, if i had Sanders money i i would not give a shit either so
0: right i used to think he was kind of like because he was really he hit his peak at a, at the right time with movies and it was almost i was like man i'm i am growing up in a cool era man you know i'm like okay i got cool music you know, at least I think the 90s were cool, and maybe a lot of people probably don't, but... Well, those people are shitload- fucking wrong. Yeah, what, <laughs> that the 90s suck?
1: Yeah, the 90s were awesome, man.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Okay, okay. So, and then, like, everything kind of took off at the same time, man. And then and then we hit to the millennium you know, the 2010s, and yeah. anyway.
1: Oh, yeah, it's all downhill now, but...
0: Dude, I, I really can't listen to the radio anymore at I all. I don't.
1: I, I just yeah. can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I, like- I kind of
1: it's kind of sucks because if you throw on everyone's while, someone will throw on like an alternative station or a rock station and what do mm-hmm. they play they play all the same shit that i listened to when i was in the, the late 90s early 2000s
0: yeah it's the all- same thing here man we have a local radio station actually uh-huh. here in san antonio that plays a lot of like 90s stuff and the other day i was um i was running an errand and I, I felt like listening to tiny music, so I'm listening to it on my my i my iPhone, oh, yeah. and I'm I'm jamming out to like, tripping on a hole in a paper heart, and my daughter's in the back, and I'm like getting all into it, and I turn around and I look, and she's just like laughing at me, like smiling at me, <laughs> daddy's crazy. Yeah, she's probably thinking that my daddy's crazy, you know, or something. And then I disconnect it when I disconnect my my iPhone, and they're playing, uh, creep. On the local radio station, every time I turn on the radio, dude, they're always playing like STP or or Soundgarden or maybe Pro Jam. I'm like, geez, they still play this stuff. That's pretty cool. It It is. But then at the same time, I'm like. They don't really have anything to put out. Well, yeah, it, there's
1: nobody else that's playing the, the like the alternative rock music. Like, And I get it. There are a ton of bands playing. But it's like everybody's trying to be so experimental and sound so fucking weird anymore. Like just write a couple of rock songs, man.
0: Yeah. Do you and, and you being a mus- ex musician, do you think that today's music or today's bands, for the vast majority, don't like to experiment and try different things, and they're just going to make the same shit over and over?
1: I think you don't have to anymore. Like they yeah. went and broke it down into like a science that it's everything's cookie cutter, man. Now if you do exactly what all these other people are doing, all these pop artists. You'll you'll have a hit record, like it, yeah, and it's as easy as that. And they they only go for like that sort of like specific pop worm earworm fucking. Essentially, it's just a chorus. They want to sell a chorus. It doesn't matter yeah. what anything else say. If they can get a bunch of people in a club singing the same thing over and over again, it's a win.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, maybe we're old. That's... I don't know. No, I don't think we're. Well, maybe we are old, because <laughs> I do, a long time ago, I took a, um, not psychology, sociology class in college, at my community college, and my professor talked about something to the effect that if you know you're getting old, I, it was like a, a topic about getting older right or something which i need to get with shane from now that i'm older because he has a pretty cool show about that but he said something well if you're ever in an elevator or in a bathroom and you hear you're hearing a song that you grew up with or you liked and it's oh in the overhead that kind of gives you a good distinction that maybe you are getting older and it's starting to hit you and i didn't believe that because i'm i'm thinking and i'm like 21 at the time or something and i'm like well i've got years from that from that so i'm thinking at the time i'm hearing all this stupid weird music you know like what, you, like restaurant music right because it, it it didn't become like a thing to where you hear like regular art you know artists and whatnot on the elevator or in a bathroom kind of thing although when i was like in my late teens we, i would go with my dad somewhere and we're in the elevator and he's like oh man i remember when i heard this song when i was a kid i was like Wow, that sucks. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking that. Of course, I didn't tell him that, Dad. If you're listening to this, I don't mean that in any way. But any dude. <laughs> so then we do not even like three years later, dude. I'm like at some restaurant or bar or something, and I go and I go to the bathroom, and sure enough, they're playing like they're playing fucking. What are they fucking playing? I can't remember. I don't know if it was like Matchbox Twenty or some some shit. I'm like, holy shit, here we go. This is happening right now. But, you know, I think it is that we're getting older and maybe we were turning into what our parents were because my dad to this day swears by 60s and 70s music, although he does like a little bit of everything. But when I hang out with him, I'm always playing like stuff that he likes and stuff that I got into because he liked, you know? Yeah, yeah. For and, sure. then, and then he's like, you play whatever you want. Yeah. So wh- I'm playing. I kid you not, dude. I found like this back in my Napster and um napster. scour yeah napster scour exchange days i burned some cds right and i had a live stp cd and there's like in between songs scott wyland and the bass player robert DeLeo are like making these really gay jokes you know <laughs> And I'm like, "Oh man, really why why is it why am I playing this like right now between songs where my dad's going to be like, "Okay, what kind of shit are you listening to?" Right. And so literally he's like, like after bro, the, yeah, he's like, "What uh, kind of- after this?" He's- and I,
1: the fact that I was listening to the podcast <laughs> the other day, I think you like
0: have <laughs> a session with Cox. <laughs> no, I do not. And, and 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 they're they're like making a joke about he's making a joke like about like, you know, he's he's like Scott's been out of jail, so he's He's going to perform a reach around or something. I'm like, what the shit? Really, dude? Come on, man. I mean, I, I find this funny. I, I get what you're doing. Anyway, and why, why why am I playing this right now in front of my dad? Anyway, That's so funny. I don't. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious. But I don't even know why. it. Um, it, But it was just the music I like. So every time we hang out and I don't have that on my iPhone. So my dad's and I'll play Apple music or whatever. And he's like, play whatever you want, man. I'll, I'll get into it. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. So every now and again, I can only place like. He likes um he's a big fan of you too, so I try to find stuff similar to that. You no, know, I they, they <laughs> don't cringe. Anyway, so I try to find stuff that I know he'll like, you know, that's kind of I don't know.
1: Yeah, I anyway. know
0: I feel you, man. Like I, I remember I I
1: saw this thing once and I, they said I I think whatever you're listening to when you're like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen in there, that's essentially yeah. what you're gonna love for like the rest of your life. Cause it's like your super formidable years. And so I mean like, so I'll always love everything that was coming out in the late '90s, early 2000s, all that kind of stuff. So, but so what would?
0: Go ahead. So what was your what was your favorite band in 1999? 2000 was let me wait wait let me guess let me guess not Corn but it was Stabbing Westward.
1: Nah, I did like Stabbing (laughs) Westward, but back in like '99, oh '99, I don't know, man. I was into everything, probably like Slipknot or
0: yeah. Probably. You look like a Slipknot guy.
1: Yeah, totally. Like, new metal really exploded in, like, 94 going into the early 2000s. So, like, everything that was going on. Oh, there,
0: dude, it, it was at its peak, I think, like, in 2000, where it was just taking off, not peak. It was blowing up at that time, I think.
1: Oh, it was definitely was. Like, I remember I went to OzFest 2001, and essentially Ooh. every band that I was into played there. Like, it was crazy. I got to see everybody I loved all in one venue.
0: Wow, so, like... Crazy Town, Papa Roach, Corn, the Biscuit. Well biscuit wasn't
1: there. <laughs> I, they were uh-huh. probably doing family values by then. yeah But uh yeah, there was just so many bands and like Manton and I got to see Sabbath and
0: Nice. Oh yeah, they did do like a reunion for the Ozfest, didn't they, that year? Yeah,
1: they came back and so I got to see Sabbath and then I went I got I was able to go back to Ozfest in uh two thousand seven. And I got to see just Ozzy by himself. Well, him and Zach Wild, and it was fucking awesome. How was that? Oh my god, so good! And I got to take MDI. Uh, to actually, she was the one that hooked it up.
0: Nice. Because in
1: 2007, they did uh, a free Ozfest. So essentially, oh, snap. yeah, all you had to do was buy Ozzy's new album, and it came oh. with two tickets to Ozfest. You just had to was- you could get there.
0: So which one was that? The Oh, no, that was 2007. Never mind. That's way after my Sam Goody days. But okay. Damn. That's pretty damn cool. I haven't been to a really big concert in quite some time. Actually, do. But one time when I was working at Sam Goody, uh, 2003, um, Jane's Addiction had gotten back together. So they did Lollapalooza again. But they didn't do just like the two or three shows a year like they do now. Yeah. They did like a tour, like 30... Forty dates. So, because I worked at Sam Goody, and one of the reps was was here in San Antonio. I wasn't in San Antonio at the time for for Wea. You know Wea Warner Electro Atlantic. Oh, You yeah, know that yeah. the, tri, the tripod label thing that they had or whatever. Yeah. So a rep was out out here or in Dallas, and my district manager was really cool, cool with her. So he's like, "If you want to go to La let me know. I can get you tickets at the will call." So me. And my assistant manager, who was like one of my best friends at the time, we took the day off and we like, I don't know how we did this, but we managed to drive all the way over here and we got here like really, and it's like a two hour drive from where, from where I'm from, from where I'm actually from. And then to here, and we literally spent the whole day, I didn't drink because I had to drive, but my assistant manager drank and it was like in the middle of August, dude. So if he, if he, if he was drunk, he probably sweat all that shit out by the time we left. And It's like a hundred degrees, right? So then, but dude, we saw bands like uh, Queens of the Stone Age, Jane's Addiction, Audio Slave, Incubus. It was pretty cool, man. It was a nice show. Hello.
1: Yeah, I'm here, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> you well, it was cool for me. Maybe not for you. Maybe not what you're into. But I mean, it was cool. No,
1: that would that would I would totally go and see all those bands.
0: Yeah, and and you know now I think you know they're kind of like i think the only band that's still together is incubus but then you know jane's addiction and queens of the Stone age are like always on and off and josh home home a or whatever he's got like five different projects going on at the same time i don't know how he does that shit
1: no he's always got a billion fucking things on the go
0: yeah dude so i mean yeah. I, I guess when it all comes down to maybe we are getting just old i mean dude i'm we're in our 30s now so i mean i don't know
1: yeah you never know i was just looking up um Ozfest 2001, just to see kind of everybody that was on there, uh, yeah, because it was crazy. So like I got to see Sabbath, Slipknot, Papa Roach, yeah, uh, Disturbed, Mudvayne, Black Label Society, uh, <laughs> holy yeah, shit, yeah, Black Label Society, uh, Marilyn Manson, Slipknot, Linkin Park,
0: uh, dude, and you know Union Underground is from San Antonio,
1: yeah, yeah, that was that's cool, man,
0: yeah, they well that, I think the lead singer died right or something anyway yeah, yeah yeah go ahead uh, uh or maybe they're not i don't remember i think they're from South, san antonio anyway go on and so see marilyn manson lincoln park yeah there was also non-point drowning pool hate breeze <laughs> like it, it was non-point. just it was just
1: massive man otep was there otep holy crap i remember all this <clears throat> so yeah man like it was like the holy grail like i happened to, to be able to go and this was at the docks in toronto and we had to take a bus uh i think we took it from London over and it so it was like a pretty long bus ride. the whole time everybody's just jack can't can't wait so wow that yeah, was a good time so yeah
0: yeah dude so yeah union underground is from san antonio where well, the band's broken up but i just looked it up oh yeah,
1: yeah i mean they had a couple hits that i liked, but
0: yeah yeah they used to do the theme song for monday night raw i remember that that song that they used i forgot what the name of the song was anyway cool dude that's badass man so you i mean OzFest, that's almost like archaic now. Yeah, like they haven't, like now they do like one show a year
1: if they do it at all. And so, I don't know. I do, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like there was a time where you you had like OzFest and Lollapalooza and then like I think eventually like Gigantour and like just these big tours that would go all over the place and kind of, I don't know. I don't know if they still do that. It's been a while
0: no you know what they 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 really don't do that anymore it seems like like i remember every summer man because when we were like i said dude i worked at i worked at a music store for three years and every summer was like all right well the vans warp tour is coming family values oz fest or you know they have all these festivals or music deals going around and now it seems like they've streamlined it because here they do the river city music festival and that's like outside the AT&T center out here where the Spurs play. And they'll do that like in late May. And then of course, Austin has Austin city limits and then they have South by Southwest, but South by Southwest is more of like a, all types of, I don't know what the hell they call it, but I've never been to either one, (laughs) (laughs) but they, I mean, there's, there's these big tours. Aren't like a big deal anymore, dude. I mean, I remember, you know, Family Values, like, the first time I ever I heard that soundtrack, they had, like, Ice Cube on there, Limp Bizkit, Corn Stained, and then that's how you found out about these bands. And I, I mean, I don't know how they do that shit anymore, dude. It's it's just, it seems like, like you, it's just, it's different now. I mean, the major bands that make the, that would do these tours that made lots, you know, made a big name for themselves, they don't, or they kind of, like, make the money, I guess, don't really do any of that shit anymore.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I don't want to say less touring because, like, a lot of the bands that we talk to now, uh, they they all tour their asses off. But it, it's right. like the major acts, it, like you were saying, it's more about what state has a specific like concert going on, and then people try to right. get on that instead of traveling all over on a bus. Right. I don't know. They should bring back some monster tours, man.
0: Dude, they should. too they should totally do that, man. I agree. Um, you know, I I was just I know that. Um, you kind of rag on Metallica quite a bit now, right because they kind of they kind of sold out a little bit or they just maybe they're just getting old <laughs> I, I don't, um
1: yeah well they're definitely getting old man yeah, but, yeah uh, I mean the, in certain ways, I can't knock Metallica because of Metallica we have all the bands we have now that's true um, and i I still love going back and listening to pretty much everything before the black album. <laughs> uh after that it gets a little dicey but i mean that's to me that's when they turned into rock talica and they made a ton of money and you, again yeah. you can't knock them for that and they've, they've done silly stupid shit here with the napster stuff and all that stuff but at oh, the end yeah. of the day there's still metallica they're still part of the big four that opened the floodgates for american metal and so on and so forth yeah
0: well you know i i um <clears throat> It's funny that you talk about the Napster thing because I was watching. I have the some kind of monster documentary. Oh jeez! And they say, dude, I like it. I mean, <laughs> call me what you want. Do I like Saint Anger? No, I don't Saint like Saint Anger all that much. <laughs> Shut up. the The drum, the drum set was, yeah, the drums did it for me. I know Lars tried to be different, but dude, it sounds. I mean, the drums sound like shit. But
1: yeah, it sounded like they recorded through a tin can. Yeah. And somebody's asshole. Like, it, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. How well, you they were guys trying to go it. for like a
0: garage sound, yeah. right? I, yeah. I
1: get it. Cause I mean, you go back and you listen to like fucking kill them all and shit. And it had that like raw. But I mean, back then they could play fucking a hell of a lot faster. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever.
0: No. And, you know, and uh, going back to the touring, their manager, had, like the guy from their management firm was like, what if you guys just played three days a week and then you go home it's like like see and that's what he was and that's good that goes back to the whole money thing they're doing these big stadiums and granted they have a name that they can sell out a fucking baseball stadium a fucking football arena i mean i mean you know they could sell out these big venues and they're probably making money and they don't have to tour as much and that's because they've established it but there was a time where they did the smaller gigs in the smaller venues and trying to make a name for themselves so i guess because they were so successful at that they can reward themselves by doing these bigger shows and they don't have to do all that and they get to spend more time with their families because now they have kids and they're trying to be the parent and stuff
1: Oh, totally, man. And that's what I mean. Like, at the end of the day, I can't knock Metallica. They worked their ass off to get it where they were. Like, they put right. in the hours. They put in the time. They they fucking toured their ass off, especially, like, back in the, the 80s, maybe early 90s.
0: Dude, that the, uh, I mean, I, I know you don't like the Black album, but I was reading about their their touring. Dude, they toured for, like, two years straight when that album came out. Yeah, was that when they did, the,
1: like, the Harvester of Soros tour?
0: I, th- I think there was that one and then the wherever i may Rome tour dude they were like never home
1: well because black album I, I knocked the black album because i I, I like the thrash shit that they did f- and and the black right. album was great because it, it it was to a lot of metal fans it was like the turning point because right like I don't I don't give a fuck about selling out you can call it whatever you want but
0: buying like, in selling out the, whatever this, <laughs> the,
1: that was a point where we would go to like a school dance. And all of a sudden, all the preppy kids that hated us were singing along to Enter Sandman. Oh yeah! And you're like, "Whoa, no, this is my band, you fucks! Like, what's going on?" Yeah. So I yeah. Mean, and then they 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 fucking slammed the commercial. Like Black Album is great. It's commercially, it's fucking great. Like, yeah. It's still outselling a lot of albums today.
0: It is, dude. Totally is. <clears throat> so I mean,
1: good for them. At the end of the day, but yeah. Like, but then you have bands like Slayer who their new album just came out and they're like, they're still as fucking fast as ever. Like, Hmm. I get that they've had to replace a couple of dudes and there's a little bit younger blood in there, but still like you listen to it and it's still Slayer.
0: Right. It's not different from what they are. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the Rockstar movie. Remember, you've seen the Rockstar, right? Yep. You know how he's like, Mark Wahlberg is trying all hard, when they, they take a break, he's trying real hard to, like, make a difference in the band, and they're like, oh, we already wrote the music, you know, we can't, yeah. we, we can't, you know, we've got a, a core group of audience, and we can't deviate from that, because then you have two bad listeners, then four to six to eight, and then before you know it, we're playing to a half-empty hole. You know, and he's kind of like making this point. He's like, well, they're off to the likes of listening to something like Rat or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I I mean, I get it, dude. I totally get it. You got to stick to your to your roots. But I think it was, and we're kind of talking about music here. And I, I love music. You love music. But the Beatles, dude, in like the 10-year span that they were together. I mean, we were 10 or 11 years that they were together. They put out like 10 fucking albums, dude. That is crazy could you did you know that no i i'll be honest and this you don't like hockey, the beatles i don't like the beatles you're crazy i know you're crazy and Dude, i from like and i've had so many
1: <laughs> fights where people are like how can you as a former musician and somebody who listens to music every day not like the beatles and i mean it comes to just i didn't like i didn't like no like oh, well yeah yeah
0: oh if, that's cool man i mean if you don't like them hey you don't like them to each his own i mean I don't listen to. I mean, everybody's different, and that's. But what I was, what I was getting at, was just they put out like ten albums in that time frame. And nowadays, bands don't even make it to ten albums. But each album was different in its own way. Totally. And I, I thought that was cool. That's cool. I mean, you can't make the same shit. But for a while there, like in and see, and one of the bands I absolutely despise, and I don't know if you're with me on this, but I freaking hated Creed so bad, dude. What? Yes, I hated Creed, man. There's, oh, yes. Okay, you do. Okay. So everybody. <laughs> now you sound like Trey Parker singing in his band. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I kind of did. Uh, you know what? I it's funny, man. When Creed's first album came out, um, the the guitar playing is really fuck. He's, he's actually really fucking good. Now Scott Stapp is annoying as fuck. Um, yeah. But, the, I mean, they went on to become Alter Bridge. And, play, and, like, they the music's fucking fantastic. But, yeah, Creed, fuck Creed.
0: Yeah. And they, they would make, every album was the same. I didn't like them. And I'm like, oh, dude, they're just totally trying to cash in on, on Pro Jam and did all you, these different voices. Did you ever,
1: um, I think it was Mad TV mm-hmm. that did this skit where it was, like, shit, I can't remember. But it starts out with, I. Oh, I think it's like, fuck, what were they called? The Weekend? No, not The Weekend. The Weekend's the new guy. Yeah, that yeah, that's, that guy's weird. Oh, shit. I can't remember what they're called. Vampire Weekend? No, no, no. Oh, maybe it's not even The Weekend. All this shit. Either way, so the, it, they sung that, If I could earn our beer. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, The Calling. The Calling.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah, yeah. it starts out with him singing. And then, like, Scott Stapp comes out and beats him up for stealing his vocals or whatever. And then yeah. I think Eddie Vedder comes out and beats out Scott Stapp. And then somebody <laughs> else comes out and beats up Eddie Vetter. Like, it was fucking, it was so well done. It's on YouTube somewhere.
0: Dude, I got to totally watch it now.
1: It was so funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, but yeah, it, it yeah, that was, it, yeah, exactly that sort of like signature sound or whatever. But fuck
0: yeah and a lot of bands sounded like that though oh it, totally the singer sounded like that i think um like eddie Vedder. i couldn't tell the difference between eddie Vedder and scott Weiland from like the first album because they sounded the same and then after a while stp started to change like i and that's when i heard tiny music and i heard him singing tripping on a hole in a paper heart and i'm like this does not sound like the same guy that's saying sex type thing or plush or creep what the hell happened So, but I think he, you know, they did that to kind of change up the way they sound compared to Pearl Jam. But everyone in the '90s, I think, like, uh, and Ted, they make he makes fun of it because everybody in the '90s kind of sounded the same, and he's like, "All you got, all you got to do is sing in vowels, and you you sound like a band in the '90s." Yeah. (laughs) Oh (laughs) yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, I it's funny because there's the '90s were such a great sort of time period where like everybody, even if they like a lot of the grunge bands, you can throw them on and they they don't sound the same. Like they, there's a lot of similarities to them because I mean, right, right, that was the sign of the times. But I found like as you moved into the 2000s, that's when bands like literally started sounding like each other.
0: Yeah, and like very true.
1: Pop punk kind of became a thing. So you had all these different bands that sounded like Sum 41 and Blink 182 and The, uh,
0: the Vines, The Hives, The, the White all Stripes. Of them, all of them,
1: yeah. And they all kind of sounded very similar and then you'd get like the generic rock bands that all kind of sounded the exact same. And that was like the beginning of them trying to like science the, the shit out of it like how do we yeah. make a band that sounds like that band so it, it makes the same
0: like, The Strokes.
1: The yeah, The Strokes. All all the yeah. bands with the the... That came out. Yeah.
0: I remember that music video for Sum 41. The, <laughs> yeah. the guy's like, you know, what's in now is, uh, he's like, uh, what's your name? Uh, Johnny. Not anymore. You know what it is? It's Sven. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, do you smoke? No, not really. Well, here you go. Smoke him up, Johnny. <laughs> or like, he's like, he's like, the sums. And because, dude, I am, and I, like I said, dude, I was working at Sam Goody, man, and the white stripes, the vines, and the hives were so freaking popular. And it was just like, they, they all kind of, They kind of sound the same, but they're they kind of they're kind of going for the same thing. But yeah, that's weird. Anyway, (laughs)
1: no, no, you're totally it's totally right.
0: Yeah, dude. And I was one of those people, like like the people I was working with. I mean, we were all really young. But one of my actually the guy who does my the music for my podcast, I worked with him, and he was really into all that stuff. And he was like, he was into Radiohead and Interpol and all this other stuff. But I'm like, I'm, I'm the one over here at work. While well, everyone, was, some people were into that. Some people were into Urban. Some people were into freaking Sean Paul and Shaggy and all this other... <laughs> all this other bullshit i'm like all right when is chinese democracy fucking coming out because i want to finally hear this album you know i'm i'm the guy doing that but then of course chinese democracy became not for chinese many democracy. many years <laughs> it took like uh, little did i know six years later it was finally going to come out but at the time xro said it's coming out this year like yes all right i'm ready yeah it never did happen but you know that they they are doing a reunion tour though. Him and Slash and Duff are back together.
1: That is, you know what? Honestly, I never saw it coming.
0: Neither did I, because Axl Rose and Slash absolutely despised each other. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm still I mean, shocked. I mean, dude, we they haven't played yeah. any shows yet, right? Like, we- no,
0: no. They're doing they're doing Coachella in the summertime and yeah. over there in um, California. So that's we, like the we first. We still show. have
1: time for this to fall apart. <laughs> like, like, I will believe this when I see them on stage playing together.
0: Yeah. Until then, it's I don't. You're you're like Villa Revolvers somehow going to come back <clears throat> together with a different singer or, um, Axl Rose is going to get pissed off and but the the weird thing is is that everybody's they've they're they're signed on for Coachella all these publicists are saying they're back together, but Axl Rose has not said anything and neither has slash, but I think they're doing that to kind of hype up the anticipation. I think,
1: well, if anything, yeah, I'm sure the PR people were like, if you guys could just shut the fuck up for a couple of months, don't say anything. Just let us handle it. That that way it doesn't implode.
0: Yeah. But dude, it's going to, if everything goes well, they're going to freaking make a lot of people very happy that they're finally doing this maybe i don't know bro like would you go see him i think i would yeah yeah just to say that that's like a that's like a bucket list thing for me be, kind of because i saw paul mccartney i saw stp um it would be cool to say you know i saw i saw three of the three of the whatever original members of guns and roses and they played a lot of appetite for destruction and some use your illusion stuff i was excited to be there
1: yeah, man, I I get that. I get that. I was I was a pretty big Guns fan. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. That's a tough you one. I don't know. We'll, we'll you're you're kind
0: of on the fence because because Axl Axel Rose is known for disappointing all of us.
1: He loves to shit on everybody.
0: Oh, dude, and this yeah, is he does. this is
1: giving him a, a giant opportunity to bring mm. everybody's hopes to the next level and then flush it down the toilet. So, oh yeah. Fuck, I don't know, man. But you never know. He's he's, he's getting old and and maybe he's yeah. gonna fucking wake up. But I doubt yeah. it because he's he's been next level crazy for a long time, but
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's all about shattering some dreams, man.
1: Well yeah, like fuck it. You even go back in when they toured with Metallica, there was countless oh, times that yeah. they would just walk the fuck off stage. Oh yeah. And like leave Metallica he to would... try
0: to figure it out. Yeah, he would be like pissed off, right? Because I think people they weren't the the main draw. I think Metallica was at the time, or they were. Metallica was establishing themselves as the main draw, yeah. and he was kind of like not not too happy about that. But a friend of mine went to went to that tour when they were young, when he was young, and he, I mean, he has that you know the, he can say I saw them. But I remember reading about that, and Axel Axel Rose was like inciting riots and all kinds of shit because they were leaving the stage early and. And dude, who can forget the feud that he had with Kirk Cobain? Oh, that man. was kinda hilarious.
1: It was crazy.
0: Dude, that was crazy, man. But the guy's that guy's just like a fucking egomaniac guy, man. I don't know if he's a sociopath or what, dude. I mean Yeah, he's just
1: fucking crazy.
0: Yeah, he can be really crazy. It's just uh So like man. if
1: if you could go back in time and see oh. like see like a band in their prime or go to a certain concert, are there any that you would put on that list?
0: Well, I think i so i definitely would put a couple of bands in there but i i mean i saw stp in 2008 and they were doing that reunion tour and they took the stage like an hour late little did i now i know why i mean yeah i was kind of in denial about it because i loved them but i wish i would have saw them like in their their big run their big time run that would have been cool i would have liked to have seen maybe maybe aerosmith during like the mid 90s just because that dude that that um that get a grip album was so awesome, mm-hmm. and maybe man I can't maybe hey, me thinking now and fourteen year old me or sixteen year old me what I who would I want to see because I'm I'm trying to think right now what would I like because me now versus me then was totally different but maybe hmm maybe Alice in Chains or maybe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, like, th- I don't know, man.
1: Three yeah, shows, really three shows specifically. I would love to have been in the audience for mm-hmm. Nirvana unplugged.
0: Yeah, that. Oh, Alice in Chains yeah. unplugged
1: and Pearl yeah. Jam unplugged. Yeah, all three of those I still listen to today. It would it would have been great to see that.
0: Yeah, so, dude. Well, then <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to go MTV unplugged. I mean, there <laughs> there's so many. So much good shit there dude but the, you know the Nirvana Unplugged and the STP unplugged were so awesome that I, I like those but dude and the Nirvana Unplugged that song when he's singing all apologies dude wow mm-hmm. that was so awesome and I remember when he after he died they I swear the MTV played that unplugged shit like for weeks so we're there in the in the morning getting ready for school and we watch MTV and there he is all apologies you know
1: Dude, when you go back and you like I I still get chills when I watch that cuz like I've seen a bunch of the behind the scenes footage where like every everything on that set Kurt had picked out from the white lilies to to the candles to like mm-hmm. it looks like a funeral.
0: And the, so do you think do you I, I think don't he know knew? man.
1: I don't know. I don't know if he that he was planning his last hurrah but uh because at the same time like everything that came out was saying that he, he wanted to be done with music he wanted to yeah to, to stop yeah. and he wanted to be a dad so i mean that could have that could have been him just like his farewell to music or yeah. it could have been more i don't know but like uh it it's fucking haunting man
0: yeah dude you know the the uh the in utero album dude was so depressing
1: yeah in utero was pretty fucking depressing man. yeah
0: dude the the heart-shaped box dude wow he was i mean yeah he was on a different i I mean have you seen that documentary that they did about him which what the hell was it called dude it was a new one i can't remember the name of it but they were showing it a lot like this time a year ago i forgot what it was called but dude it's so um it's really you know it was really i mean he was in a really dark place when all that stuff happened he did he, I mean, he,
1: he, there was a lot of those dudes, man, that came out of that, like, sort of Seattle area mm-hmm. that just went through some shit and then put it oh, yeah. down in the record. And, like, yeah. Kurt was always really interesting because he, he would come out and he would talk about how lyrics were secondary. They didn't necessarily mean anything. He right. just wanted to write the music. Right, but he was so fucking poetic in the shit that he said. Like that—that's what really inspired me to end up uh, writing my own music and and joining bands and stuff like Some that. music Was just and and I specifically would write things in in sort of a similar way. Like I, I didn't come right out and say things. I I would draw a picture with words, and and it could be obscure as hell, but it's all meanings wrapped in enigmas wrapped in questions that you can't answer like dude was next level and like i know a lot of people like even my wife my wife fucking hates nirvana
0: yeah i remember her talking about that and and, last episode uh
1: like i get it they were polarizing too man like either you loved them or you hated them
0: yeah yeah
1: um and i don't know they were they were one of one of my top all times
0: dude i i loved um well everybody loves nevermind nevermind album and they had that we were at we were checking out a target and my, and I saw the like the 500 greatest songs of the 90s or or something like that. I think it was in Rolling Stone. Yeah, it was. And I and I told my wife I uh, I'm just like why do And and for a minute there I kind of went off on a tangent because Razor was like I don't know why and he was talking about how why did they have Kirk Cobain on the cover of Rolling Stone? He wasn't that fucking big and I mean if you go back and look at it, I mean they were pretty popular they were very popular, actually, during that time when they they kind of, you know, when Nevermind was out and all this stuff. And Nevermind was on the top of that list. And I'm like, I think they're kind of hyping this one up a little too much, honey. And she's like, what are you talking about? That's such a good album. I said, I know, but it's just... Um, is it popular because of is it like the the heath ledger thing is it popular because he died i mean is that kind of the thing but then if i go back and think about it maybe i was just wanting to be different or wanted to argue with her but mm-hmm. or start start an argument about music but yeah. come as you are is a great song lithium is a good song in bloom is a great song i think it's the smells like teen spirit that kind of like drew me away it's kind of like the way Radiohead feels about their song <coughs> Creek. well i mean they yeah,
1: that shit that got played everywhere for like, oh, dude. like you go back and if you look, uh, they got a like a live. I don't want to say documentary. It was just like a live, um, recording. Uh, I think it was called Live Tonight, sold out or something like that. And mm-hmm. and there was a couple of times they go to start playing, smells like Teen Spirit, and they stop and they're like, we're not going to play that song.
0: And that that was that was Nirvana.
1: That was Nirvana. Yeah,
0: yeah, because they they pro- I'm pretty sure they hated
1: doing it. Well, it, yeah, it was the whole thing was completely fucked up to them. Like they, they wanted to play music, they wanted to have fun. They had no idea that they would become the success that they were, and and I and that was like the downward spiral slope that started was. All of a sudden, they were putting Kurt on this pedestal as like the king of music, the next Messiah, and he was like, "Dude, I'm just like a junkie from fucking Aberdeen. Like I don't understand." why they're they're doing this i don't understand why all of our shit's everywhere and blah blah
0: blah and so do you think he really was like he was a big time heroin addict was that what that was the thing right he he totally
1: was but he was self-medicating
0: like from what i've been able to read and see
1: and all that kind of stuff like no one will ever fucking know except for the people that were there but like there is a uh documentary on i think it's on netflix called soaked in bleach Mm, and it's it's one of the newest ones and it's from the guy I think his name's tom he was the the lead investigator on it like this dude has been there since just like since before kurt's death and has never given up on it so all these wow. years later he's still doing documentaries he's written books and like this latest documentary goes like day by day by day leaving li- leading up to when they found the body and so on and so forth and like conversations that he, he had with Courtney and so on and so forth and all this kind of stuff. And like, they're talking about reopening the case because oh, of wow. all this evidence that he's compiled over the last 20 years or whatever the hell it's been now.
0: Wow. So, so they, is that the, is that rumor still going where they think that Courtney did it?
1: There's people that have come out and said they know she's done it. They know who she paid to do it. Wow. But they like, nobody will come out and say who it was and blah, blah, blah. And,
0: And like he shot himself in the head, right? Mm,
1: Supposedly, yeah,
0: allegedly. But but even then, but they're saying like, I mean, the documentary I was watching, like his head was still like, it wasn't like him, you know, like not to get all graphic, but it wasn't like JFK or anything, you know?
1: Well, some of the stuff that they've
0: said is the amount of heroin that he
1: had in his system. He Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to pick up a pencil, let alone a shotgun. Like there was enough heroin in his body to kill a non-addict six times over or something. Holy shit. So even if he had built, cause you build up a tolerance, right? And even if he had built up that much of a tolerance, there's no way, like it was almost toxic levels that it would have killed him anyway. Wow. And that's why it kind of looks like he was injected with a lot more. He was like, but who knows again, I have no idea. He was, he was a tortured soul. There's a chance he could have done it. Yeah. But I don't know. All, all signs that I've been able to find pointed towards him, Trying to get his shit together and be a father. Yeah. So I don't know.
0: Well, that's like almost like um, it's crazy. A lot of these, you know, like a lot of those artists from the '90s that have that are gone had a lot of um, you know, deep issues. You know, whether like you, Lane Staley, Scott Weiland. I mean, dude, big time issues. I mean, Scott Weiland was bipolar. So I mean. And it's crazy, right? All the success you had and you got a family, you got kids. And I mean, I, and when it happened, you know, when they, you know, some of these people die, I mean, you feel bad for, the, you feel bad for the families, especially their kids. Cause he left them behind and they got to enter the, go into this world all alone. And, you know, I mean, I, I, that's just me thinking now just because it, it, it's fucked up because there are, I mean, he was take, there were all these, these guys were into drugs because for something, right. I mean, they yeah. were all you know, they took it for, to remedy themselves in some sort of way or self-medicate in their own little way to handle things. But it is just, it's sad. It's unfortunate, man, because, you know, you're, you're great at what you do, but then, you know, you have all the success, but you can have all the success and the money in the world and you're not really happy. Totally. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. We we wait. yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, that's all things that I've you, like people that grew up that way, like you, you see that. Like, man, I went through some shit when I was younger, and and, and but I was smart enough not to go down that road. Like, I never started doing drugs. Yeah, and like, who knows? Because I I've I have buddies who did, and I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, a did lot it, of them
0: didn't. Did it, did it scare the shit out of you? Do the thought of it? Everything did, and like, oh hell yeah!
1: Like, I don't know. I, w- I would dabble in this and that and, and like drinking and I like about, but I waited till I was of age to drink, but I never Bruh, of course, did any of that other stuff. Like, and I'm not condoning, like condemning anybody that did or anything like that. I mean, everybody's got their right. own path to walk, but I, I just knew that there were certain things in my life that I wanted to achieve that I could see whether it be from experiences I, I saw in media, such as the, the artists that I was listening to, or, Uh, like I had a lot of fucking drunks and druggies and shit in my life that I could see like there's no way I want to go down this road I don't want to be like this person I don't want to end up at that place and so that just kind of kept me on the straight and narrow and it it even got a lot different 10 years ago when I started having kids yeah you start looking at everything totally different
0: yeah totally and um I didn't really look at it that way and um, i got my cousin uh, I have a cousin here in San Antonio and we're really close and we're talking one night and he and this is before we got married and before we had kids we were engaged and we were, were chatting on Xbox because we would always play video games together and I was in in a, in, a, in a town about an hour and a half away from here, and we would talk a lot. This was like our best way to communicate. He's like, "Man, when you get married, everything changes." Like, oh, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh, you'll see. Everything just... I mean, you, you when you get married, it changes. When you have kids, it certainly changes." And I didn't know what he meant by that. So then one day, we're having like a get together, and he's here, and so we're out there talk. We're like we're barbecuing, and what we like to do, my dad and I, every time he's here, we grill up some some stuff we plug in some music and we have a couple of beers, you know, we're just kind of unwind, relax socially. Or, you know, if we're going to get there, we'll get there. Right. Kind of. (laughs) And he's like, ah, I don't, he's like, I, I'll have one or two. I don't, I don't, I don't want to overdo it. I'm like, dude, you're off. He's like tomorrow. I was like, no, yeah. But he was like, I don't want to see my, I don't want my daughters to see me in this state where I can't, you know, if I'm all over the place for him. Yeah. And, and and I I totally get where he's coming from because he doesn't want to. He said, I don't want to be all messed up and they're freaking out with me. And if I'm throwing up all over the place, I don't want to be in that level. And I go, oh, no, I get it, dude. I mean, I, I'm not asking you to party like you're 21 i just want you to kind of get loose and unwind a little bit <laughs> do a you know? rail
1: off this hooker's
0: ass and <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah exactly dude. yeah like let's do some yellow shots we're not doing that man it ain't it isn't prom 2000 or anything like that we're just having some good some good times but no i i totally get that dude and, and dude it totally does change man you know it, it really does change a lot when you have kids yeah for sure yeah. man
1: and like i uh yeah, like I've only ever really gotten like fucking right ripped. I think once. Mm-hmm. Right ripped? Yeah, just fucking right ripped, man. Like,
0: oh, dude, is that, what is that? Is that like a British?
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. That's, that's how we talk up here. We just say shit.
0: Well, do, well, well we, we, we were pretty right ripped the other day.
1: Nice,
0: nice. You know, or I, you know, as we sent, we sent you the little clip. Yeah,
1: I was getting clips. It it was nice, man. It
0: was cool. Oh, they were having so much fun that day.
1: So, dude, and that's cool. Like, but for me, so we had a bunch of friends over. I can't remember how old my daughter was, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but we we had too many drinks, and like it was one of those situations where we hadn't had, we hadn't drank in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, we're gonna fucking just let loose kids would sleep so whatever and like I was letting a buddy of mine mix my drinks and they were strong and I knew they were strong but I just wanted to tear it up a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. and I I definitely overdid it to the point like I I didn't throw up or anything but I ended up sleeping on the bathroom floor oh and I remember like my daughter stepping over me to go pee in the morning
0: oh man and I was
1: like I will never do that again yeah and like it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I wasn't vomiting. It was just one of those real sobering sort of moments when you're like, "You're a fucking dad." Like, yeah, yeah. Your kids don't need to see it like that. So,
0: yeah, de- yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and we we kind of took a lot of turns here, man. We we got real serious, you know.
1: That's the beauty like, of podcasting, man. That
0: is, that that is the beauty of podcasting, where we can go anywhere. You know, if we go from one minute talking about. I don't know. Whatever. It's like the way the way the where the road takes you. It's kind of like the Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar. You know, he just like kind of walks out of White Castle <laughs> and he's just like I'm going to go this way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No,
1: that's I mean that's I fuck that. Dude, that's why I love podcasting. Like it's yeah. I, I just love having conversations with people. The fact that we record it and let other people listen, that's just totally cool. And yeah. and that's essentially why uh, like we started doing what we were doing is just me and razor and, and MDI would have these just silly conversations like this. Like we just did where it starts off and we were just joking around about this or that shows, whatever. And you end up talking about fucking some real sobering fucking things. And yeah. And, and that's, we were just, I I remember we'd have these conversations all the time and I'd be like, dude, if we could record this. I think oh yeah. People would fucking dig it. Yeah. And and now podcasting's a thing, and people do. People like to listen into other people's lives, and like I don't know, man. We we never pull any punches, and I think that's where we get a lot of respect for. for oh, definitely, dude. I mean, I'm an open book. I'll tell you whatever you need.
0: Yeah, you know, and and you guys, you guys don't hold anything back, and I think the biggest problem for me on on the solo, I mean, on the on the other on our other podcast was that I always felt like I was holding back punches and I was restraining myself and I was, I felt like I was in a little tiny room and I couldn't say or want to talk about things that I wanted to talk about. I had to kind of, you know, if you're not on the same page and if he's, and I don't mean this in the bad way, it doesn't, it doesn't, you, you don't make good content. It sounds like shit. It's like that line from Boogie Nights that Burt Reynolds says, he says, you know, if it looks like if it looks like shit and it sounds like shit, then it must be shit. <laughs> so it, it probably and I think that's what it was. But if you're on the same page and like the way the three of you guys are, and even when you have Fearcast and you've got the champ and you guys are just doing whatever the fuck you want, then you're getting the most amazing show.
1: Thanks, man, and that, and that's yeah. that's just it. And like like I uh, I I got to talk with you on the other show, and I'm not going to knock the other show, but. I I I'd like to think I was a big catalyst on telling you dude you could do this on your own.
0: Oh, you totally were and I was actually going to get to that. I mean, I, I I dude like I've said and I've texted you numerous times. I have name dropped you on every single episode that I've done so far oh. and it wasn't dude and it, <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't on purpose. It just so happened and I remember for months I just kept saying I mean, for, not for months, but for a couple of weeks, I'm telling my wife, I want to do this solo thing. I want to do well. She's like, well, do it. And I said, well, and the first person I sought counsel from was you and you were the one just do it. And you said, try it out. Do one, do one where you talk to your, talk by yourself for 30 minutes, see how you do. And I did that that one night. And I said, you know what? And re- I think I texted you like the next day I said, I could totally do this. Yeah, man. And, and so then I I found it. And then I think I had done like two or three episodes and Nick from Epic film, said it the best he's like dude this is the best podcaster to podcaster podcast i've ever listened to i'm totally hooked i'm like huh a podcaster to podcaster podcast and i'm talking about their their story and 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 then and then pat and jason i gotta give him a shout out he did he did a review and he called it intimate interviews of personal journeys i'm like oh my god that's like the line right there got it so i'm like but dude yes you have been the biggest catalyst along with my wife. You kind of pushed me into this, and I, I'm really glad you did. And that's why I pay respect and I pay homage to the man. Oh, thanks. The pot father. The pot, father. <laughs> the pot father.
1: <laughs> So funny, man. It's, mm-hmm. dude, like, and there's been so many people that I've met, like yourself or uh, Ray or uh, um, Clint, and like guys that just we talk all the time. Like, yeah, you, you text me, they text me, we use WhatsApp, we do all this kind of stuff. And like, yeah. and that, that's what, I, that's what I do, man. Like, I just yeah. like to talk to people, whether it's via text, whether it's doing this. And, and that's the one thing I try to convey in Potter and family. I'm like, don't hesitate to reach out. Like, yeah, at any point, like, I, I like to think I'm the most fucking accessible person. I Totally are. Because yeah. I'll, I'll, number one, I'll tell you, if you want the truth, I'll tell you the truth. Right, like exactly. I'm not gonna dick around with you, but at the same time, if you if you need <laughs> help with up, anything,
0: there. there's that dick talk again. I can't
1: help it. I just, I just. I just <laughs>
0: don't know. What you, uh, you know, it's like you said. You don't pull punches, man.
1: I don't, and and a lot of people, and like, and I don't do it, so people are like, "He's zany." Like I, this is me. Like this is who you get.
0: Yeah, what you see is what you get.
1: Yeah, and and, but dude, at the same time, like I have your back it doesn't matter what you decide to do like I'm on 10 if if you have nobody for fucking 12 you you got me man like it's just the way it is because it's all about support man and if I find people that I respect man you got me I'm gonna make sure that I do whatever you need you need retweets I'll do retweets you need downloads I'll go download some shit It's, it's just the way it is
0: fuck yeah dude and I got your back got your back the same way dude I'm uh i feel like you guys are or you you're like family i mean you're mdi's cool razer's cool i mean i've only talked to him a couple of times but i <laughs> i feel like i know like i've known you guys especially you so not to be all with the loving and stuff and everything like that but you know you i wouldn't be doing this if you didn't push me into that into this man and i and i really thank you for it and it's only it's only going to get better right
1: fucking right man like i said in, right. in 10 episodes you're you you're fucking leaps and bounds being like with it, there was no pauses in this man. We killed it from start to finish. Like I don't know if, when you you want to pull the plug, but like we we just talk and you you yeah. carry on. You do your thing. You you work the show, man. And this, I knew you could do this, and that's why I said, yeah. "Fucking do it."
0: That's all you need. Fuck, you just yeah. got to do it. Just got. All you needed was a little push. Just no, a little push. <laughs> it wasn't hard. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, man. man, and then,
1: like it's it is what it is dude you're you're killing it it's going to keep going i'll be back in 25
0: yeah Yeah, 50
1: we'll have a ton more things to say yeah Yeah. definitely yeah fifth cast is going to drop number 69 this week
0: wow yeah let's let's start let's start talking um since we are kind of getting to that wrapping point why don't you talk about that a little bit and then plug your plug your stuff man plug your social media
1: Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Like you can, you can reach out, uh, at FYFC podcasts on Twitter. Uh, me and Steven, Steven Razor, me and Razor 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 barely goes on. So 99% of the time it's going to be me that you're talking to. Right. Um, FYFC.ca for everything, man. That's where we, we got our blog posts. We've got links to all, all the different social medias. We got links to all the episodes
0: and and he's got a growing network. He's got three shows on FYFC.ca. We do
1: not only do we have Fifth Cast and Fear Cast, which are our own shows, but we've recently added the Naked Porch Podcast out in New York with uh, Chris Danielle and Ray. and Ray, and they they kill it. They do a great show every year, and and the network just keeps growing, man. Um,
0: and, and and you know, I always like I'll text. Sorry to cut you off, but uh, I always text. I always text Ray randomly, and I am like, This is the naked porch pot and like you'll and then he'll respond back with like the the rest of the song it's hilarious
1: that is pretty funny yeah but that's what i mean like i got guys like you and ray and clint and all these guys that i talk to like every day dude one day i want us to fucking meet like i don't know how we totally happen
0: but one day we
1: gotta end up in a room together and just fucking chill
0: well, you know what, dude? I've been trying to get Ray that that freaking fucker on on my podcast for like months now. Even on Pick and Row, I've been trying to get him on. Oh yeah, man, we'll work it out totally. And he just like never does it. <laughs> so, Ray, if you're listening to this, you son of a you son of a bitch, it's you better <laughs> <laughs> was it the uh, yeah? Oh, dude, I thought that was Sandler, but that's from 40 year old virgin. Yeah, why? He's got to be fucking a goat yeah. anyway. No, he's got to come on. Ray's a good guy, Ray's been so helpful to both of y'all, but I mean, yeah, yeah, man, it's been a cool group of people. I mean, so hopefully, you know, everybody that I've that i've talked to on the podcast John, Nick, uh, Jack from the Naked Diner, um, Emily uh i talked to my buddy clayton and uh joey de carlo i mean I, i'm name, I'm trying to name everybody that's on so far but they've all been great all helpful insightful um it was, it was fun it's been and every you know the cool thing about it and just to kind of touch up back on this yeah. every everybody has been totally different so that's been kind of interesting and i've always tried to have a good time with each and every single one of the guests and um now, I, you know, John John's a really cool guy, man. And I like how he, uh, do you listen to his podcast? No. Have you heard it? No, fuck John. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, Johnny. I'm just kidding. But no, I honestly, the, the,
1: part of the problem that I find, number one, there's so many. There's so fucking many. And it's so yeah. hard. And especially like right now with Fearcast taking off the way it is.
0: Yeah, I, you don't have time. I, I have
1: so many bands that are sending me demos and, and albums. And so honestly, I've mo- I mostly just listen to music right now um and, and when i can i try to catch a podcast um but i know i haven't gotten around and i feel so bad because there's yeah really, really cool people uh especially in in the the hashtag potter family world that uh and i like i support the shit out of them i retweet them i do all that kind of stuff spread the word um but a, a lot of them i haven't been able to listen to just because i'm too fucking yeah. busy
0: yeah, so, yeah, exactly. He's been too busy. So those of you, his buddy here that he's on his show right now, he's only listened to one episode of these. So it's it's, it's totally fine. It happens, don't, don't, brother. But, it totally but happens. when you need you me, listen. I'm here. You are? Yep, exactly. Here you are. You're here. Any and any it, one
1: of those guys could ask me to be on the show. I'm a fucking whore. <laughs> I do. Anytime I just get to go and talk to people, man, I love it.
0: Fuck yeah, you do. It's awesome, dude. All right, so... We're at that point, man. Sean, uh, sorry, I almost called you by your your real name here. Fear, Don't thank you so much, man, call for coming. Um, name. <laughs> <laughs> he shall, he who shall remain <laughs> exactly, nameless.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's funny, man. Like it, it's, it's so crazy. I like I I've, I've answered to fear for a while now, but like even like people at work have started to call me fear, and no I no shit answer to it. It's it's the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah, I so I like I told my wife I said I'm gonna. I'm going to record a podcast with fear tonight. She's like, what really? I go, yeah. I was like, look like at And she started laughing because she knows you by fear. You know? Yeah. So like, yeah. I was like, we're going to do it like at midnight. What? I go, yeah, the damn freaking hoser is working until 11 o'clock is time. So that's 12 o'clock our time. Okay.
1: It's the only time the power's on in the igloo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, he's literally got somebody like working the generator right now. And it's about to kick <laughs> off at any moment. Just
1: walking around on this little track. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're waiting for for dennis quaid to come and rescue you yeah, and his uh where are you uh, yeah where are you man he's probably getting drunk somewhere maybe that's probably why he's oh, not quaid oh no not not him that, that's his brother randy quaid Never oh mind. my dennis... god randy quaid yeah.
1: tried to come up here we got rid of him <laughs> we're like no
0: he's somewhere around here in texas i think or montana oh he tried to go to canada that's yes, right yeah we're like no, yeah no, yeah you're, you're not well you're not welcome here you're not welcome here
1: (laughs) and think about that man canadians are accepting of everybody except exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: who can blame them who can blame them on that (sighs) um yeah all right man well fear thanks for coming back i love you you're my buddy
1: buddy. (laughs) no it's great man it was an amazing
0: time thanks for having me of course man thank you so much Came, we saw we kicked its ass. all right folks there you have it episode 10 is in the books uh fear so thank you so much for being on the podcast i had a great time talking with you as always um thank you guys for listening thank you guys for your support uh just again to with the podcast rate review subscribe Use your social media to get the word out, text message it, you know, phone call, whatever, voicemail, whatever you guys do to communicate with your friends or whatever you want to tell somebody about an amazing show. Also, fellow podcasters, if you're listening to this and you want to be a guest, you can get at me on social media. You can email me, guys, if you want to talk to me, Roel, as Jr at Gmail. If you have any questions or if you want to tell me what you think of the show, anything I could do better, I'm down for it. I uh, want to take the time to thank Potter and family. You guys have been great. Uh, Pot Underground, big help, big influence. Not an influence. Well, you know, helping me get better. Uh, my family for the support. My lovely wife who is just, you know, supporting me in so many ways. It's unbelievable. I love you so much, honey. Thank you. And thank you again, guys. And um, that's going to do it here for the World of Row. You've been listening to the World of Row. I'm Ro, and you're not. And stay tuned as the World of Row turns.